What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Get out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Yeah. Check it out now. Thursday morning, November 12, 2020. It's the Beating the Book Podcast Mega Pod for week number 10. Wow, week 10. National Football League. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. Thanks for joining us. And of course, alongside Todd Wishnev, uh, no longer from his mother's cork attic. What room is that, Todd? It's the same room. It's just I did a background to trick oh. you today. Oh, see, he doesn't want he doesn't want me to say the cork attic part. And of course, uh, the conciliary uh, to Derek Stevens, the VP of operations, one of the VPs uh, here at uh, Circus Sports, the great Mike Palm. Hello, Michael. Good morning, Gil. You know, today is a significant day for the Megapod. People ask me, "What is humanity all about? What is this life all about? What's the theme of it?" And I always tell them, "It's about sin and redemption." Well, today. The other member of our little mini Sanhedrin uh, will have a, a chance to maybe get some redemption or at least apologize. For? Well, I don't want to give away who the guest is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. You're referring to the incident. It, it's Todd's seminal moment on the Megapod so far. Ladies and gentlemen, back on the show for the first time. I hadn't, I hadn't had him on a numbers game in a while, too, and it's uh, all my mistake. It's my old friend Dr. Bob Stoll from Dr. Bob Sports at Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter. Bob, how you doing for the second time today, man? Getting tired of talking to you, Gil. <laughs> I know. Do you are you aware of the incident we're referring to from last year? I have no idea. Well, it's a matter of much debate, wasn't it, Mikey? Much. I kind of remember. Yeah. Some people thought uh, someone here was being impolite to you, and you you immediately said I no, he wasn't being I impolite. Didn't think so at all. Yeah. You were just being nice. It was what we call propaganda. My good friend Mikey, being from Iowa, is someone who likes to, you know, indulge in a little propaganda and get his sycophants to go along with him. <laughs> so we created an entire narrative that was completely, completely nonsense. And Dr. Bob 
put a stop to the nonsense because Dr. Bob is a man of substance, not like certain people who eat popcorn and drink wine at the South Point. All right. Enough said. There it is. There, there it is. is. There it is. There it is. I don't say a word and he comes right after That's me. That's right. Um, let me just, can I say this? Because we're the Masters first round is going on as we're recording this. Eldrick Tiger Woods is two shots back. If Tiger Woods wins, Circa closes on Monday. <laughs> it's over. 53 to 1. Oh, we get killed. We get killed. Before the Tiger Blue Jay <laughs> afternoon uh, matinee. <laughs> we, we, got, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got the O's at the Rangers, and then we got 3,000 people coming for it. <laughs> <laughs> and Bryson DeChambeau, by the way, is even par through 10, uh, and he's been in the woods the entire round. So the fact that he's even and only five shots back to me is still also the story of the round. But anyway, football, week number 10. Mikey, before we get to our, our format with the three best bets, the teasers, the survivor, and all that, Michigas, um, 310 left in survivor. The inaugural survivor uh, contest at Circuit started with 1390. Somehow, 310 survived this week. I was on the Steelers. That was just by the skin of my teeth and everybody else who had the Steelers. And then, oh, my God, the Patriots, 310, very resilient entrance. It's incredible. You know, if Anthony Lynn could coach it all, it would probably be over at this I'll point. I done. mean, he had a chance to knock out the Chiefs in week two. He had a chance to knock out the Buccaneers. People that have a chance to knock out the Saints. I mean, all those games that he blew those big leads in. But uh, So we sit with 310. We still had another week where uh, an entry wasn't placed. Yes. So all nine weeks so far, somebody hasn't turned in. How about you're the guy that went 8-0 and you're one of the three, 330 or whatever left and you don't put the entry. I, I That's don't, incredible. But here's the question this week. 270 yes. of the 310 have Green Bay left. How many people will choose Green Bay this week? I asked that on a numbers game this morning. And Jason said two-thirds. And I said if it's two-thirds, it's an upset. I think it's more than that. Wow. Yeah. Really? Well, it, how many people know how to play game theory, or how many people take the game literally and just want to survive? And that's not to say I'm not going to play Green Bay, because I might end up with Green Bay. So maybe I'm playing it wrong, too. But if you're playing it right, and if you're playing it to win, you probably don't take Green Bay. You take somebody else and hope for a calamity. It's an interesting week uh, because you're just you're just uh, ten days away from Thanksgiving, which will really be the uh, the, the seminal moment yes. of, of of. So it, that's the thing about Circus Survivor. Last thing on this, Thanksgiving is the quirk. It's the 18th week. It's a week in in and of itself, and it's Detroit, Houston, it's Washington, Dallas, it's Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Man, it's a prayer for everybody. A, a lot of people have already used Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I've used, consider, consider yeah, that. I've used Pittsburgh. Of those other four teams, who would you select? I don't it's, know. There's no obvious choice unless there's some injury news or COVID news or something comes out. Who's going to play quarterback for either Dallas or Washington? No idea. And can you trust Detroit or Houston? Can you? Yeah, it's a, it's a prayer that day. I do want to mention this. Yes. Because this was brought up on one of the other shows on the Visa Network. Mm -hmm. For Survivor Thanksgiving. There, that are other, week, there are other shows on the Visa there, Network? There's, a, there's one before you. Oh. Huh. What is the deadline to get the pick in? We all know it's Saturday. Yes, three. I was going to ask you this. It's Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Pacific. So I Wednesday want every, all of our listeners out there to know that that are still in. 10 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. So 1 a.m. Eastern Thursday morning. Okay. That's that's a good that's a good answer to know. All right. Let's start with our best bets for week number 10 in the NFL. Bob, uh, we usually start with a Thursday night game, actually. That's the way this works. Is your Do, do you have any thoughts on Thursday night? And if you do, is it one of your three best bets, sir? It, I do, and it is. All right. What is it, and why? 
Fire away. All right. Uh, I, I like Indianapolis. I um, released them to my clients earlier in the week when it was plus one and a half. It's now minus one. I still like Indianapolis. Um, Tennessee, my models had them overrated most of the season. The metrics aren't particularly good. They've played the sec uh, third easiest schedule in the league. Uh, they run the ball far too much to be an efficient offense, and that works sometimes because Derrick Henry can break off some big runs, and if you have explosive running plays – uh, that's 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 pretty good from an analytics standpoint. But if you do not have explosive running plays, you are wasting your time running the ball in the NFL. And the Colts do not give up explosive running plays. So I think it's a good matchup for uh, the Colts in that sense. Uh, also, Dory Jackson is not playing. He was activated, but he is not playing for the Titans. Um, so the Colts should that should help the Colts out there. Uh, Darius Leonard is playing for the Colts. He's missed two and a half games so far. Uh, he practiced this week and he's ready to go. Uh, they're they're a top five defense, even though he's missed two and a half games. He's one of their key players. Uh, so I like the I like I just like the matchup here. Also, um, Tannehill might struggle. They target tight ends a lot. The Titans do uh, second most in the league. And um, the Colts only allow five point two yards per target to tight ends. And in the meantime, Xavier Rhodes, one of the top corners in the league, can shadow uh, A.J. Brown. And I think the other Colts uh Defensive backs can handle the rest of the Titans receivers. So I like the matchup, and uh, my math model favors uh, favors the Colts here. And, Bob, I buried the headline because I did it on, on the radio side this morning, so I forgot to do it again here. Your record this year thus far in the NFL against the spread is? 30-13, uh, and, 30 and 13, 70%. Is that right, 30-13? and 13. It's 14-1 and one the last uh, three weeks, and I was 16-12, and 12, so 30-13. and 13. 30 and 13. It ain't Bethany Porras, but it's pretty damn good. 30 and 13, and as Bob uh, said on, on uh, <clears throat> a numbers game on VEASAN this morning, the, the sort of coin flip games have by and large gone your way, and that's how you get to 30 and 13. You're good, but you're also getting good fortune too. Right. The last two weeks has been all blowouts. You've been getting the emails. Yeah. Uh, the last two weeks were 9 and 1, and it's all, all nine wins were easy. The week before that, I was 4-0 or 5-0, and 4-0, no, 5-0. Um, and I think three of those were nail biters, you know, and I, and I won all three of them. In general, I've been winning more close games than losing in the NFL, but I'd still be hitting, you know, 63, 64% if I split the toss-up games. So it's just been a good year for the model, and I think we talked about it this morning. Um, you know, I think, the, you know, adjusting for, for player injuries, other than just quarterbacks, mostly the market just adjusts for quarterbacks and maybe a half point for McCaffrey or an elite wide receiver. But we just for every, you know, everything, offensive linemen, uh, edge rushers, cornerbacks. I mean, we adjust for every position. And I think that really gives it uh, gives us an edge. Yeah, I, I, I brought that up this morning. Of all the things that I learned from you over the years, Bob, and by the way, if I may just say to you on this podcast, there was no better person to work with to have a, a school of handicapping than it was to work with you. And that was, I always thought that was your forte, was the ability, and this was more in a basketball contest than football, to, to properly assess the value of players in and players out. I always thought that was your best edge and stuff. And so that, that's why I asked that this morning. And uh, at least part of your success this year based on that, that does not surprise at all. Mikey, your first play. Oh, no, Thursday night. Do you have any thoughts Thursday night? I have night? my third best bet. Is your third best bet. Okay. Is the under tonight. Oh. Under 48 in this game. Oh. And I agree. Uh, Actually, we'll give you 48 and a half, Mike. Well, that's even better. Court stenographer. Thank Todd you. Wishnow. Thank you for being a man of such integrity, Todd. 
Uh, I agree with I agree with Bob's analysis in that I think Tennessee is going to have a hard time running the football, and if Tennessee cannot run the football, Tannehill is much less effective as, as a strictly drop back passer. I mean, his success is off the play action based on Derrick Henry's ability to run the football. Um, at this stage in his career, um, I'm not the biggest Philip Rivers fan, but <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just not and so polite. But the key to defending Rivers really is to get him off his spot and, and to make him move around. Tennessee hasn't had much of a pass rush. I think Rivers will be able to control the ball and control the clock tonight. And I have a hard time seeing this game getting to 49 or 50. I think I think this. I like Bob's play in there. I think this is a. I think this is a 21-17 type of a game. And I would lean Colts, but I like the under more. And so that'll be my third best bet. And a lot of Derrick Henry. Maybe, maybe the uh, maybe the team total Tennessee team total under then would be our. Our combined play. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Todd, any thoughts on Thursday night? Two things. First of all, did you want me to update the records or no? Yeah, please update the records. I'm so sorry. It's like I've never been here before. Okay. The records are really improving. Gill is up to 14-12-1 after another nice week. Mikey up to 15-11-1 after another nice week. And I had a pretty good week, too, and I'm up to 13-14. and 14. Gill and Mikey lost both their teasers to fall in 6-3 and three on teasers. I won my teaser to go to 7-2 and two on teasers. So that's your little update on that. Teaser We're doing very well. Teaser We're doing Teasers. Right. Now, as far as Thursday night goes, I would like to go with Bob, too, but I'm not going to. The reason I'm not going to is not because I disagree with anything Bob says. I agree with it. I would love to bet on Indy tonight. I think it's the correct side. I won't do it because I start, I went to a little meeting the other day called FPRA. It's called Philip Rivers Anonymous. I will not bet on Philip Rivers anymore. P-R-A, Philip Rivers Anonymous. What was the F? And I, I messed up the, the yeah. F. It's <laughs> P-R-A. Yeah. P-R-A. And it means... You, we've all decided as a group not to bet on Philip Rivers anymore due to the lack of um, your soul to be able to keep coming through when he screws you late. Now, if I wasn't in that meeting of Philip Rivers Anonymous, I would like Indy because I think that um, Colts have trouble when Indy get when they get a big pass rush against them. Me and you both had Baltimore last week, Gil, and I thought we were in trouble early. And then, of course, the fumble recovery for the touchdown turned the, the tables on the whole game. But I think it really shows that if you if Indy has a game where, where Philip Rivers is going to be pressured, they have no chance because obviously he can't move. But if they have a situation where he can you know, just sit there and, and pick people apart, like tonight, Tennessee's not very good defensively. You know, I like Indy, too. But like I said, I won't bet on uh, Philip Rivers. Todd, you, you summed up my thoughts on this game perfectly. Because if I had not attended that meeting, I don't know if you saw me in the back of the class. I don't like to show myself. I was in the back. But well, that, it's anonymous. We're really not supposed to be yeah, talking about going. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably go to, to the Indianapolis side as well. Uh, and, but let me just talk about that Baltimore-Indianapolis game for a second. We've talked about this forever on a numbers game. I know you and I did on Wishnet Wednesdays last year. Key fourth and one situation for the Colts in that game last week against Baltimore. They're down 21-10. to 10. There's 534 left in the game. It's fourth and one at the Baltimore 16. Kick a field goal, they go down eight. Okay, they decide to go for it. Fourth and one. What do we know about Phillip Rivers' teams? He does not sneak. He doesn't sneak. The defense never has to prepare for it. Pass play never has a chance. Typical Phillip Rivers. Typical. And that's such a key point in games where the defense doesn't have – it's a competitive advantage for them. I really believe that. 
you need a Zapruder, a Zapruder film to find Philip Rivers sneaks. So I can't play this game. No, uh, Rivers has a better spread record than Tannehill this year. Just saying. Well, where's that? Mikey, <laughs> best bet. Bob, that was your number one best bet, right? Oh, that was one of them. I just, uh, oh, are we ranking the best bets? Yeah, yes, that sir. was my number one. That was his number one. All right, Mikey, you're number one. I'm going to go back to, I'll go back to a team I've had the last two weeks. I lost with them two weeks ago, covered last week. I'm going to go back to the Baltimore Ravens uh, playing against New England uh, in the evening game on Sunday. Listen, New England could not stop the Jets running the football. On wait, wait, before you get into the discussion, what, what line are we giving him, Gil? Uh, Baltimore is, that's an excellent question. Uh, I think it's mostly seven. 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 Todd's not happy ahead, with man. that. Sorry. Well, it's not seven and a half. So, the, the New England had no ability to stop the Jets from running the football, and 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 by all means, Adam Gase did a masterful job um, avoiding a win on Monday night in a game they really should he have sure won. Sure did. Look how good Flacco looked because of the play action. They had to try to commit to the run. They were missing Gilmore. But here's the point: Baltimore is going to be able, Baltimore plays well against bad teams. Baltimore is too fast on defense for New England to be able to sustain drives. It's not going to be like where Belichick could just control the whole clock in the fourth quarter and not let the Jets onto the field. That's not happening. Baltimore is going to be able to run the ball at will. And when they can run the ball, Lamar Jackson can be an effective play-action passer. Um, I'm, I, I would lay up to 10, 10 and a half in this. I just don't think this game is going to be close. Baltimore will get to the lead, and when they play from the lead, they're a devastatingly good team. Uh, this is one of my better best bets of the year. Ravens minus seven. Ravens minus seven. Wait, wait to stop while I was adjusting my mask. Ravens minus seven. That's all right. Okay. I'm, one I, of your favorite ones of the year, you said? I really like this player. Okay. I like it. Todd, number one. You know, I, I, I'm with Mikey on this one. I like it a lot. It's one of my, I, you know, I would say it's my best bet, too. I'm going with Baltimore minus seven, too. I, I just think that... Uh, Baltimore beats up on bad teams. Um, New England is not a good team this year. Uh, if you have to struggle to beat the Jets, come on. I mean, who are we kidding? Have you watched this, the Denver game? Did you see how poorly they were uh, offensively against Denver? They're just not a very offensively explosive football team. Cam Newton is not super accurate. Anyways, there's no one to throw to even if he was accurate. Uh, you know, they give it to you know, running backs that are not super exciting. They're just struggle offensively. I mean, sure, they could score against the Jets on 18 play drives. But how are you going to do that against Baltimore? I, I think they're going to get killed. And Baltimore loves to beat up on bad teams. So, you know, Belichick's going to pull out all the stops and everything. But I, I just like Baltimore minus seven. I mean, come on. This is this is a tale of totally different classes of teams. The, uh, the Jets thing the other night was very peculiar, wasn't it? There was a fourth and three in the first half. I think it was three to nothing at the time. Don't hold me to that. Yeah, they but were down three to nothing. They were in plus territory. 40-yard line. And they punted. And that was like, what are they doing? They're 0-8. And then late in that game when they're still up, Flacco with, with what amounted to a fourth and one punt, excuse me, a first down punt, where he just threw the ball up in the air, gets picked. Uh, and then they had the 12 men on the field during a field goal. Okay. Uh, and then there was a third and 20 for the Patriots where the Jets played off the receivers and they got 19. And you're like, they really, they really trying to win this? And so for those of us in Survivor who were like rooting heavily against the people who had New England, 
Uh, that was a bitter pill to swallow, but it did make you wonder. And I'm no conspiracy theorist, but there was a lot of things that happened in that football game. By the way, that was a great that was a great in-game opportunity. I, I hit the over in that game midway through the second quarter. Both teams were averaging 7.2 yards per play at the time. The game was supposed to be like lined 41 or 42 before the game. No one thought any points would be scored. So there was absolutely no correlation to the way the game was playing at 7.2 yards per play for each team and what the actual line was. It went easily over, even with drives that were like 11 minutes long. So, you know, Guys, in-game, if you're not watching this in-game stuff, you know, you got to do it. It's it's There's so many opportunities. Uh, my my number one pick this week is the Cleveland Browns, minus three against the Texans. Uh, this was on guessing lines with Chrissy Andrews on Monday. This was the the line that clearly jumped off the page to me and made it, it made the least sense of all. I guessed Cleveland minus four and a half, and I thought, if anything, I was going to be light. And he told me, he goes, you know, said, I like your line better. I see nothing but two and a half and threes. And then you thought, well, maybe this is because Baker Mayfield is in the reserve COVID-19 list. And so it's some kind of strange, nebulous thing that's happening. Nope. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, is off that. He is eligible to play. He will play. Uh, and it's minus three with extra juice. That's the consensus, right? Right, uh, Todd? I see three and a half and, and one three minus 25. What do you see, Dr. Bob? Um, it's... Split, I think three minus twenty-five yeah. or three and a half is is the is a choice. I think we we need to give you three and a half to be fair, Gil. Oh wait a minute, I see nothing but threes. Three minus twenty-five is probably consensus. Three minus twenty-five is consensus, Todd. That's how this works. You don't give me a minus three and a half at minus one ten. Well, three minus twenty-five is almost three and a half, but okay, it is whatever. But I'm just we'll looking give... across the screen, and the consensus right. is minus three minus twenty. Anyway, okay. Right. We'll but, give you a three minus twenty. Right, are you gonna? Are you gonna? If this pick loses, Todd, are you gonna grade Gill as more than one loss because it's you minus one twenty-five? It's a great point. It's a great point, Mike. Maybe we should do that. Give him a quarter loss. There if you he go. Loses. Let's just have that for the rest of the year, hanging on it. If it doesn't, <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, Houston's only wins this year: Jacksonville and Jacksonville. Um, and they have lost to everybody else. It's been a tough schedule, though: Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Minnesota, Tennessee, and Green Bay. So no real shame in all that. But they do get housed by most of the, most of those teams. Anyway, I'll just get back to the original. I'm going to just go with my first instinct. This line makes no sense to me. Cleveland is by far a better football team. Deshaun Watson came out this week and said, uh, if Will Fuller had been traded, uh, it would have sent him into depression. I don't think that football team is right. They don't scare me. Jacksonville, Jake Luton in his first game as a pro, went for over 300 yards against the Texans' defense, and they needed to stave off a two-point conversion to prevent overtime. Give me the Browns minus three extra juice. My number one pick. Bob, number two. Uh, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Now, the Eagles have been <clears throat> struggling all year, to say the least, and they struggled against the Giants when they played them in the Meadowlands. Uh, but Philadelphia is healthier now than they've been in a while. Um, they get four skill position players back this week. My, well, not all of them back this week, but Miles Sanders is back, Jalen Rieger and Dallas uh, Goder at the tight end, and Alshon Jeffrey. So they have more weapons uh, for Carson Wentz, and I think he's been really struggling because he's been forcing a lot of throws, and I think there'll be more people open now with all these receivers back, plus uh, Miles Sanders. Um 
So I think we're going to have a good matchup there. I mean, Giants have one good defensive back in James Bradbury. Um, and he'll probably take Travis Fulgham, and that might be a toss-up, or he might shut him down. But now Wentz has other targets that he can go to, and the rest of the Giants' uh, cornerbacks are combining to surrender 1.7 yards per cover snap, which, if you know anything about yards per cover snap, 1.66 is not good. It's very bad. So I think uh, Philadelphia will definitely be better equipped this time around against the Giants' defense. Um, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones, as, as usual, um, he's faced pressure league high 43% of the time. I don't see how anybody's going to block Fletcher Cox. I mean, their, their guards and centers are terrible. Uh, the Giants speaking of, um, the right tackle Fleming ranks 49th out of 55 qualifying tackles and blocking efficiency, pass blocking efficiency that is, and they'll have trouble with, uh, Brandon Graham with seven sacks, which is fourth in the league. So I think they'll get, you know, Philly will get a lot of pressure and they'll have more options on offense. And I think. When Philadelphia is healthy as they are now, I think they're a better than average team in the Giants. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I think they still suck. I mean, they were outgained by three yards of play last week in their win against Washington. And they were plus five in turnovers and barely won the game. So, I think it's a good opportunity. I think maybe that game gets us lined out of here. So I like Philly minus the three and a half. League average uh, cornerback. Wait, do I get minus three, minus twenty-five? Look at that. I could do the. I could play the Gill game here. Not a it gill. is minus. It's not a Gill game. It's minus three, minus twenty-five. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Bob, uh, average allow uh, uh, average cornerback in terms of their targets allows what about sixty percent completion rate. Um, wide receivers, yeah, around there. Okay. Probably a little low. Well, yeah. All right. The yards per cover snap is 1.4, you know, something like that, 1.3, 1.4, and they're at 1.66. It's not good. All right. Philadelphia, minus three extra juice. Number two for you, Mikey. I like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, do you? The Buffalo Bills. Todd, what's the number that you have as consensus? One On and the a half? Buffalo Bills, I have, yeah, one and a half, two. Something like that. I'd say two because I see some two and a halves too. Plus two. Okay, yeah. I'll take the Bills plus two. I like the spot that, that the Bills are in right now. I mean, 
we're starting to see the progression of Josh Allen here and, and an ability to run an offense um, that has some balance to it. I, I, you know, in the, I first sensed some issues with this Cardinals offense in that Monday night game against Dallas. This, this team is just doesn't click on all cylinders. I don't, I don't know what's missing there. I don't know if it's the play calling. Uh, I don't know if it's Kyler Murray, but the, I don't know if it's a lack of talent at wide receiver. But this Cardinal offense should be more productive than it is, especially in terms of, of, of passing efficiency. I think the Bills are a team on the rise. You're getting the benefit of travel, even though it's not really a home field advantage in, in making. I mean, on a neutral field, Buffalo would be favored, I would think. Um, and so I think you get the better team here, and you're getting a couple points. And, and I think this is a solid team. The defense has got a better head coach. I'll take the Bills. That screams one of my teaser likes coming up. Mm -hmm. Screams. Mm -hmm. You think you can get Mina can Kimes? I just say think we can get Mina Kimes on this show? She would be great for the show. Okay. Whether, whether you think she's great or not, she'd still be great for the show. Great for the show. Absolutely. Can I just say something yeah. about Cliff Kingsbury just for a minute? Because he killed in. my over 34 and a half in game and my Arizona last week. I don't know if you guys watched the absolute nonsense. Fourth down and one, it's 31 all, six or seven minutes to go. And they've given Kyler Murray has been unstoppable on these short yardage he, he plays. He was unstoppable. Instead, yeah. Instead, they hand off to some other dude who can't even come close to getting a first down. Now Miami gets the ball, goes down, kicks a field goal, and now here comes Arizona back again, fourth and one again from the 31. And this time the dope decides to kick a field goal with less than two minutes to go. I don't understand why you would even kick a field goal. You're only tied and you give them a minute and a half to, to win the game anyways. It's a stupid decision in the first place. And then if you're going to go ahead and do it, maybe have a kicker who can make a 47-yarder and not come up short. Well, maybe, oh, yeah, short, came up short. That's the crime, right? How do you come up short in the NFL on a 47-yarder with beautiful field conditions? It's ridiculous. It could only happen to me. Thanks, Hashem. <laughs> Hashem does it again. Oh, Hashem. Always getting uh, tough. By the way, just to be fair, it was a 49-yarder from Zane Gonzalez. Okay, whatever. Let's, I don't care whether it was a 47-yarder. Todd, I've made my pick, but I want to raise this parliamentary procedure point. Now, now that we're going down this path. Could I have taken instead no defensive or special teams touchdown in the Packers game minus 310? Would that have been allowed as a pick? I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. Okay. I'm just just clarifying. Like we, do a, we do a contest on a primetime action. We just do a golf draft where we each get five picks. And it can be in any market, outright, top ten, head-to-heads, whatever. And, uh, and Kelly Bidlin went with top, uh, top uh, Canadian or something like that, top nationality. And he wedged his way into a you know a victory that way we're like i don't think you can do that next time that doesn't sound fair so now that's all we're doing um who are we where are we todd you're number two so far mikey's given three picks me and you each have given one pick and bob's given two picks all right number two from you toddy okay my second pick is going to be the tampa bay tampa bay buccaneers Ooh. Boy, did that team look bad last week. I like good teams that got embarrassed the week before. If we uh, noticed uh, the Niners before they became a, a mash unit, uh, had a horrible game in, against Miami, came back and spanked New England, I believe, if that was the correct sequence. But uh, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, what's there to say? Somehow the Saints were getting pressure on Tom. He couldn't do anything. The whole game was just a throw it in the garbage kind of game. Are the Bucs really that bad? No, I don't think they are. Are they as great as everyone was making them into, into Super Bowl contenders? No, I don't think they're that great either. But you have to think that if they're going to get these players' attention and have a true, tremendous, focused game it's after getting spanked on national television in tom brady's probably most embarrassing game as a pro i would think i can't even remember any other game where that happened to tom brady so i gotta think that everybody in the buccaneer building is totally on board with making sure they have a big performance the carolina panthers ain't nothing special there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to cover the five and a half or what is that the number you have gil five and a half or six uh i got uh what do i got it um, do, 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 do. Hold on, please. I got uh, turned away here. My problem. Uh, I got it at uh, five. Hold on. Six. Six, six okay, consensus. I'll take, I'll take it at minus six. I think the Buccaneers can handle this team. Um, you know, they played them earlier in the year and pretty much handled them easily. So I'm going to go with the Bucs because I got to feel like everybody's got to, you know, just be totally coming back to focus because of that spanking. Todd, you and I are oppo on this. My number two pick is the Carolina Panthers, plus six. Um, I don't see why I shouldn't take the, the six points at all here. Uh, again, just a tribute to Dr. Bob here if we want to talk yards per play in terms of offense. Carolina actually, uh, and they will not have Christian McCaffrey here. McCaffrey will come back the following week, so they got a, a more optimistic diagnosis than they thought they would. But no Christian McCaffrey here. Uh, Carolina has lost every game that McCaffrey has played in, just coincidentally. Uh, but Carolina, six yards uh, per play on offense. Tampa Bay, 5.5. Tampa Bay's defense, though, in yards per play is better, but not by an egregious margin, also by uh, just over half a yard. And um, listen, Carolina probably could have beaten Kansas City last week. They had a field goal try at the end uh, to try to do that. They probably should have beaten New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, that is. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater took a really bad sack in a late-game situation, and that forced another Joey Sly ridiculously long field goal attempt. I think the Panthers are, are a very solid football team, um, and if you're giving me six at home, that's kind of an auto-play for me. That Tampa Bay thing on Sunday night, man, that was dreadful. And I get it, they're not going to be that bad every week. But there was a moment there where I actually felt sorry for Tom Brady. Like, they, they looked like some moribund team. I will take Carolina in the six and be very happy with that bet. And if, if Tampa Bay can beat me, tip of the cap. Number you're, two for you're me. opposite. You were oppo. Wow. We don't see that very often on this show. Oh, you don't. Dr. Bob. Bob stole pick number three, Bob. You're going to see it again here, uh, Gil. I like Tampa Bay, too. Oh! oh. oh. Back and back. Oh. Uh, last week, as you know, Gil, I was on the Saints, and I thought they could put pressure on Tom Brady, as they did the first time they played. And so far this season, uh, Tom Brady has been, well, he's been pressured 32 times in two games against the Saints. That makes up 37% of his total times being pressured the entire season. Obviously, when Tom Brady's not pressured, he does business. Um, last week, part of the problem for Tampa Bay was that um, their starting left guard was out. Um, uh, Ali Marpet ranked second in the league in pass-blocking efficiency at his position. He'll be back from his concussion this week. 
the backup guard was horrible. Surrendered seven pressures last week, and you know, they're not going to have that issue this week. Carolina does not have much of a uh, pass rush. Um, and you don't want to go against uh, Tom Terrific after a loss in his career. And this includes his first year when he wasn't that good, although they did win the Super Bowl. Um, Brady is 53-15 and 15 straight up off, off a loss, 46-22 and 22 against the spread. 2-0 and 0 this year with the Bucs off a loss. And if he's not laying seven or more off a loss, 36-10 and 10 against the spread in his career. Um, and my math likes uh, favors ta- uh, Tampa Bay by nine. Uh, so I like I like Tampa Bay as well. How many of those Brady stats are with the Panthers? They're not with the. He's not with the Panthers. He's not I mean, I mean with the Bucks. Bucks with the Bucks, rather. No, they're two and zero off a loss this year. Two and zero off a loss. Um, That's I'm, undefeated, Gil. I'm gonna That's I'm undefeated. gonna I'm gonna override that small sample size and say that I'm not uh, I'm not gonna be. So no, this is a Tom that. Brady sample size. What's this that? Is like Joe Montana, great off a loss with the Niners. Went to Kansas City. Great off a loss with Kansas City. Very analogous. I'll, I'll meet you both back here in a week. We'll reconvene, and we'll talk about it. Okay? All right. Uh, number three, you already had number three, Mike. Yes. You already had your three, which is Colts Baltimore. under. Yeah. Col- oh, Col- Colts, Colts under. Colts, Colts Baltimore under. Colts Titans. Todd, number three. Colts Titans under. 48 and a half tonight, yeah. yes. I am um, I'm really struggling here for a third. But I'm gonna go with, um, you know what? Go I'm gonna go Gil. Oppo Mikey. I'm gonna go Oppo Mikey. Oh, this oh, is just oh, you're going. You're gonna take the Cardinals. I'm gonna take Arizona <laughs> minus the two. And, <laughs> I like this. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know, I think Arizona, like I said, should have won that game. They had this game in. You know, Tua played great. By the way, I was totally wrong, or I could be totally wrong about Tua. I I didn't say he wasn't gonna be great. I just said he didn't show anything against the Rams. But let me tell you something. That Miami Dolphins football team, and hit it, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores is taking us to the playoffs. This team is for real. Tua is awesome. Miami Dolphins all the way. Okay, and we got that done. I get, now, to, I get to say hit it next time. Yo, you, can, you can edit this, right? <laughs> That's the part. That's the Bob, only part where loves the that's the Dolphins only part song. we're not editing, Bob. Are you kidding? They me? love the they love I, the I Miami like the Dolphins. Arizona Arizona should have won the football game, in my opinion. I think that like you know, already went through Cliff Kingsbury's idiocy on fourth down. This this Kyler Murray fellow, he is unbelievably elusive. He uh, is have incredible. you ever seen He's anything? Like this, I mean, it looks like a video game. It, it, he gets out on the corner. You can't stop this guy. I agree. Todd, we've seen this already. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean we've no, never seen this? I, Wait, I'm no, with Todd. He's not Lamar Jackson. I'm with he's Todd. He's not Lamar Jackson. What about okay. Ricky? What about Ricky Foggy? How about okay. that? We he's saw not Vince. He's not Vince. Uh, Vince, uh, what's the guy from uh, Texas? He's not Vince, um, who couldn't throw. Vince Young. Who's the guy on the Titans? Vince, Vince what, Young. Vince Young. He's not Vince Young. Yeah, obscure He's character. He can throw the football and he can run the football, and he runs the football. These guys aren't even close to him. I've never seen an elusiveness like like this guy has. It's incredible. I'm with Todd on this. I, I no. think it's unlike. It's not. Listen, take your running quarterbacks from way back. Steve Young, Lamar Jackson. Uh, of course, Russell Wilson, whoever it is. Bobby that, Douglas. Bobby Douglas, whoever comes into your mind. Turner Gill. Turner Gill, who my <laughs> friends used different... to say, my buddies in D.C. used to say to me, his name was Gil Turner, but he hated the name <laughs> Gill so much, he turned it around. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I, I agree with you, Todd. I've never seen anything quite like this kid. He's like a water bug, man. You cannot find <laughs> him. It's unbelievable. And I don't know why on fourth down, it, they didn't just run that read option every single time. It's unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. So anyways, here's why I'm going to take Arizona. The Bills, to me, are coming along. I definitely agree with, with uh, Mikey here. This is a team that can move the football. I don't like their defense, though. I'm not very impressed with their defense. Now you're asking them to go on the road after a gigantic performance against Seattle where they picked out the whipping stick. And by the way, that was one of my over picks last week. I didn't play it pregame. And after the first drive, they went right down and scored. It was then 61. And I said, screw it. Load the boat on over. It was such an easy over. Seattle is just incredible over team this year, as we said uh, last week. But the, the Bills do not have a great defense. I think Kyler Murray is going to be able to move the ball on them. And, you know, Coming off that huge win against Seattle, there's got to, there could be a letdown here. Arizona coming off a, a disappointing game. They should have won the football game. You know, I get to go against Mikey. Is there anything more fun than that? Give me the Arizona Cardinals in the desert going down Joshua Allen. <laughs> Boss and Bobby. What did you say, Bobby Douglas? Is that who you said, Bob? Bobby Douglas, Chicago Bears, Bobby early Douglas. 70s. I'm old, Gil. That's a little before my time. Bobby Douglas. There was a guy named oh. Evans. Wasn't there another Bobby quarterback Avalino. named Evans for the Bears who also was like a running quarterback in the 70s? Vince Evans was not a running quarterback. He was sort of a running quarterback. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Not really. Bob Avellini is who you're yeah, talking Bob about. Bob Avellini was also Bob a quarterback. Bob Avellini. <laughs> oh, my number three. I'm like you, Todd. I don't really know. After number two, it's sort of tough for me uh, to come up with a number three. Um... I'm just going to play the San Francisco 49ers depletion oh, and I'm going to go with the Saints, right? Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to I'm just going to Oh, you're going with the Saints. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm just going to act okay. like what we saw with the Niners is what we're going to get from the Niners. Through what no, number are you getting? What number are you getting? Well, you always got to get the best of the number. 9. 9. Uh, I'm going to lay the 9 here because I just don't think San Francisco has bodies to do this. And um, they do have a turnstile at running back. It doesn't seem to matter who they plug in there. But I just think uh, the loss of Kittle was massive in, in, in all kinds of ways on offense. Uh, that just takes a whole dimension out for them. Jordan Reed can't stay on a football field to save his life, uh, even though he once had great promise. I don't think the Niners can, can last. As, as great as Kyle Shanahan is, I think Sean Payton can outdo him in this as well. By the way, I've been killing Taysom Hill and their inclusion of Taysom Hill into the offense time and time again this year. Man, Taysom Hill looked real good the other night in all kinds of ways, filling up a box score. Um, I'll take New Orleans and I'll give up the nine. It's not something I like doing, but I just don't think San Francisco, I think San Francisco has waved the white flag. I think that when they traded Quan Alexander too, I just think they're like, you know what? We, we, this, ain't, this isn't going to work out this year. And I'll ride that sentiment. I'll take the Saints. For lack of a better other option, it'll be the Saints minus nine. All right. Silence from the crowd. All right. Uh, let's do uh, teasers of the Jesus. week. Todd in the teaser lead. He's in the ATS. In the teaser lead. In the ATS seller. Uh, seven and two in the teasers. You guys are both six and three. So our teasers have been spot on this year. We have been absolutely pounding the teasers. Now, the reason um, we all went from six to one, me and Mike went from six to one to six to three, is we didn't have Stanford Wong teaser legs available to us the last couple of weeks. But now we do. We have plenty to choose from. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, 
That's okay. me being sad okay. about your stamp okay, wanting. Okay. okay. So here's do you want my teaser first? Do you no, want to I'd do like my... Bob's teaser first. Thanks very much. Okay. All right. All right. Uh I actually played a teaser early in the week, but it no longer qualifies. I played the Colts when they were plus one and a half on Monday. I took the Colts with Seattle. Uh, talking about long teasers, plus seven and a half each. I'm still going to use Seattle. They're still plus one and a half or two, so I can get them at plus seven and a half. And I'm going to pair them with Chicago Ooh. Uh, on, on Monday night. Home dog, uh, plus eight and a half. You have danced. You have used all the. You have danced around and used all the te all the long teaser legs that I didn't like as much. Todd. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, I'm going to take the Bucks down to just win the game. Um, so Bucks pick them. And I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens minus one. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Buffalo and the Chargers. I'm taking the, uh, the two uh, small road dogs in their respective games, teasing them up through the three and the, and the seven. Chargers have lost every single game this year by seven points or fewer. I'll happily take them up to eight and a half or eight, whatever it is, uh, and play them against the Dolphins. Dolphins have been aided by defensive touchdowns the last couple weeks. Unsustainable. That's what that is. Thanks, Mike. By the way, there's um, another group you can go to. AL Anonymous is another one. What's that? That you might want to look Anthony into. Lynn. Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn Anonymous. Lynn. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'll take yeah, the. They lose close. I'll, yeah, they lose close. I'll take the eight. Gotta be close. Aaron Schatz. You mismanage a game late. Yeah, Aaron Schatz from That's Football true. Outsiders was on a, a numbers game last week. He said, "Guess who the team is with the most consistent performance week after week? It's the Chargers, but because they crap it out." The dream. What's that? They're the teaser dream. Yeah, they're a teaser dream. Chargers are one leg, and then I'll take Buffalo. Mikey's uh, one of Mikey's best bets. I'll tease Buffalo through the three and the seven. I don't think Arizona is a team that I expect to blow out Buffalo. I think at the very least Buffalo keeps it close. So Chargers and Buffalo. I, too, had a dream, and I'm taking the Chargers plus eight and a half. When they tell the Anthony Lynn story, I think the title of it should be at least now you get draft picks. And then my other one is the <laughs> Ravens, who I'm going to agree with Todd, tease them down to one. I don't hate that at all. By the way, I'm sorry to step out of line. It was your turn, not my turn. There's Either. no turns here. I apologize.
Uh, okay, are we already, oh, Survivor. Oh, I'm the, oh. Only, I'm the only one alive. Oh. Bob, do you play Survivor at all? Wait, who did you end up, yeah, you ended up down last week? I'm sorry, I was asking Bob a question. <laughs> Todd, what, yeah, I, got, I got knocked out last week, and I am forgetting who it was because I, it was so painful. I had it all set up. I'm in a loser's pool where you pick a loser each week. Oh, that's right. Can't pick them twice. Now, I had it set up. I had it scheduled. So my last two weeks, and it's, a, it's thousands of people in this thing. So you need to really plan for the end because it always goes down to the end. And I had the Jets and Giants the final two weeks as likely double-digit dogs all set up mapped out and i lost i forgot who it was it was brutal <laughs> so anyway i'm out i forgot who it was but i'm out of my loser's pool all right todd what was your point of clarification there Todd? no i just i i forgot that you had said before that you took you ended up because last week you didn't tell us who you had and then you ended up with dallas hey look at so pittsburgh. you ended up pittsburgh i mean pittsburgh. pittsburgh let's talk about that if Gil gets down to the final three weeks and there's no. a handful, he can't be giving out his pick on I'm Thursday. Not, I, you, we already you, said this last yeah. week. After Thanksgiving, no. I'm not giving him out you anymore. Cannot. You can text us on Saturday yeah. afternoon or whatever, but you, that yeah. puts you at a disadvantage. Competitive disadvantage. They already yeah. know okay. what I By picked, too. By the way, too, having so. that discussion right there just jinxed him. Good job, Mikey. No, I'm not <laughs> jinxing him. I hope Gil wins. I got down to the final 10 in an 1,800-person pool a few years back, so I'm a, uh, I love Survivor. Uh, Green Bay is not the correct pick to make if you're trying to win this thing. You should probably pick someone else, but I have a feeling I'm going to end up picking Green Bay because that was on my grid. That was on my map that I made for the season. And Five in advance. Yeah, I think I'm just going to end up taking weeks. Green Bay. There's just, not, there's just not many other good options. That's who I had mapped out. Uh, I had uh, Jacksonville mapped if out. You, if you had the Browns still available, would you use them this week? No, oh, okay. I would not have. Green, Green Bay is the obvious pick this week. I, I, I kept them for this week. So more than likely, I'm going to use them this week. All right. Final two questions. Are we already there? Wow. Brisk. This has been brisk. Well, not so much. Todd showed deference this, this time around, so he's <laughs> quicker. Todd, what was the source of that? Uh, Remember, he said, well, Dr. Bob, and then he started going on about the models. The bullshit model. in, bullshit in, yeah. bullshit out modeling. Asshole. But I'm sure Dr. Bob agrees with me. Dr. Bob knows that, that numbers can get polluted with dirty numbers based on stupid drives in the fourth quarter or a million other different well, uh, I, scenarios, I, and he cleans I, it right. up. I, I, I take those out. Yeah. Exactly. He cleans it up. He cleans he it up. He understands that there's things that need to be cleaned up. And I up. include them. I include them if it's like in college, for instance, I take out, oh, let's say it's Clemson. I will take out their garbage time stats if they're playing a team like Notre Dame. And if they're playing a team they're favored by 28 or more, and I'll reinsert them. Because yes. they're probably going to have garbage time. Right. Bob, the real affront last year yeah, I was, was going to say, let's, was, not, let's not the, let Todd spin this. The, the real affront was when the way he said doctor. Remember, he said, well, <laughs> Dr. Bob. That's exactly how it was said, which not, shocked many. Not a, not a real doctor, yeah. so he had every right to, to, to say it like that. As, as with everything with Todd, it's never the content. It's the vehicle with which he presents the content. The tone. Yes, yeah. the tone. We didn't like your tone. That's what it was. I was not offended. Look, we, Mike, we, I, I have a problem with people who, you know, in, get, you know, unearned titles. For instance, I know a guy who's a vice president of content management. Doesn't do a great job, but calls himself a vice president. I mean, give me a break. I, hey, I'll tell you what, Todd. I earned that Dr. Bob nickname. I was quite the basketball player, and I was nicknamed after Dr. J. I've heard I grew up in a guy. minority neighborhood and quite the street game. And I, my last two years in high school, I moved to a pretty much all-white sort of neighborhood, 
And they nicknamed me Dr. Bob because I played like Dr. J, they thought. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Vallejo, in a, a suburb of uh, in the East Bay in, in the Bay Area. The mean the streets of Vallejo. I was going to say Bob, Bensonhurst. Like, Vallejo, like uh, Tupac. <laughs> the mean Bob, streets of Vallejo. Story. I have a great story for you that that is is similar to that one. I, I had just moved to LA and I was out playing pickup basketball in my neighborhood with nine black guys and me, oh, and I was uh, the last geez. one picked. And I played really really well. After a little while, they're like, "Get the ball to Larry Bird." Okay, we done. Okay. We done here. Where, where's the shark? We'll call you Larry starting next week. All right. I'm Doctor Bob, and I earned it. You guys done? I don't. Todd wouldn't have survived in French Lake. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he would not have. Uh, all right, final final <laughs> two questions. Um, first, the big favorite most likely to lose outright. Uh, Green Bay, 13 and a half. Well, let's call it 13-point favorites at home against Jacksonville. Um, uh -huh. Oh, there's not many candidates here. New Orleans. Pittsburgh, maybe you could say there. They, if the line goes back up, they'll yeah. probably be a big. Yeah, let's call it Pittsburgh. Uh, I know where you're going with this, Bob. Pittsburgh north of seven for sure at home if Big Ben gets to play here. Uh, we'll see if he's cleared from the COVID-19 reserve list. Needs a couple more negative tests. They would be north of a seven-point favorite home against Cincinnati. New Orleans nine-point favorites home against San Francisco. Baltimore seven-point favorites on the road against New England. Who's the most likely to lose outright? And I know the answer, Bob. I can guess your answer. Well, I went against Pittsburgh last week as a best bet on Dallas, and that was an easy winner. And I've been on Cincinnati quite a few times this year for some winners. Um, I think Cincinnati has a decent chance to beat Pittsburgh. I think you're right. And I think Cincinnati would have been one of my best bets if we had a number here. Todd? Uh, Dad? Biggest, uh, I don't who, how do you pick? Who are the choices against? Oh, Just my Saints? God. You're too busy. Saints? Packers and Steelers, I guess. Are those the Baltimore. only choices? Baltimore. I, I guess I'll take the Bengals, too. I don't think they're going to beat the Steelers, but I'll, I guess I'll take them. That's what I would take. Mike? Can we use this uh, the Tampa Bay game? No. Well, that's not one of the choices. No. It's too low. Well, you would say Tampa Bay, though. That's six, six, though. Yeah, but you well, there's not it. many choices here yeah, this week. It was, it was teetering. I would take if the Steelers are back up the Steelers. I would do the same thing you would do. Yeah. I, would, I would take Every, Tampa Bay if that yeah. was included, but yeah. I'll take the Steelers. Um, By the way, Dr. Bob, I got to tell you one other thing. I I found out about you in 2006. I remember where I was. I remember there was like a uh, gambling board, and this Dr. Bob guy kept – there was a whole controversy with this Dr. Bob guy, Dr. Bob, he's this awesome guy, blah, blah, blah. And I remember thinking when I was sitting there, it would be so fun to go work with this guy. At the time, I was doing really well selling life insurance. And then I meet my brother from another mother, Gil Alexander, years later, and he tells my me he worked from with another Dr. mother. Bob. What'd you say? He's my brother from another mother, and I told him that. That's right. But stealing that's my the, brother now. I didn't mean <laughs> that's my to, guy. I didn't mean to steal. Right, him. Go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just thought, I just thought it was so funny because me and Gil had such interesting, very similar experiences growing up. And then when I had heard of you, he, I was thinking, wow, this Dr. Bob would be a great guy to work with. And then I find out Gil ended up working with you. It was like it was almost like some alter ego kind of weird deal. I think you know, that he actually had worked with you. I think I probably read the same thing you did about Bob at, at that time. And I knew from that that Bob lived in San Francisco somewhere, too. So I was always, at that time, I was like, I wonder where he lives. Turns out he lived, like, right, right over the hill. Right yeah, over I the mean, hill. But the restraining order worked. I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Bob. Go ahead. 
He said the restraining, the restraining order, order worked, though. So I did. I only saw Gil when I decided I wanted to see Gil. <laughs> that is a lie. Todd, what was the controversy? You said there was a big controversy over Dr. Bob, this great guy, Dr. Bob. So how was that uh, controversial? I just remember. Uh, I remember reading some like internet boards. This was like back in 2006, and there was this whole Dr. Bob was like killing it and in, in releasing games on Thursdays in college, and the, the lines would move, and then people were all screaming, "Oh, Dr. Bob's not that great!" and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, you were killing it and moving all the lines all over the place. And I just remember reading a whole. I don't even know what the controversy was. I just the remember. The controversy thinking. was people thought it was like some Chinese syndicate or something like that moving all the lines. And um, at that time, the lines would move literally two and a half to three points every single game. And I had a year, 2005, I hit 74% in college football. Um, it was it was easy back then. That was the first few years that my model was, after I programmed the model that I was doing by hand for years, it was the first couple of years after I had it programmed and automated and it just it plugged it in and that thing worked. I had three years of 65% winners in college football at a three year span. Jeez. That's how, that's how, that's how Fezzik won his college football competition. He used my picks. Bob, didn't you have to go to a time uh, to a, you had to adjust your release and on a timer. Didn't you have to like adjust because of that? Yeah, I used, to, I used to send them out on email at 10 o'clock on Thursdays every week. And some people get their emails at different times. And then they started complaining. By the time I get my email, the lines have moved. And I was like, oh, geez, what am I going to do here? So I had, a tie, I had to set up a timer on my website with a, with a countdown and release one play at a time. So people could count down to zero. They refresh the page. They bet the game. Uh, then three minutes later, the, next, the timer would reset for three minutes. And then the next game would be released. And... It became a big headache, honestly. I mean, people think, oh, it's great you move lines. I'm like, no, it's a pain in the ass because I have to – it's a constraint that I have to deal with. Like I have to have set up you know, you know, specific times to release games so my clients are ready for it and, or I have to text five minutes in advance that a play's coming. I can't just release a play whenever I want, which is a constraint that I have to deal with because of it. So it's not it's, – it's more of a curse than a blessing, I'll tell you that. By the way, it just reminded me of Arizona State USC when he was talking about those college football games because back in 2006 I had a crazy situation with them. And then, of course, I had the Yom Kippur Massacre. And then I don't know if you guys were watching USC-Arizona State this week, but I ended up losing that one in another ridiculous fashion. Did you guys see what happened at the end of that game? Yeah. How Herm yeah. Edwards blew the game? It was unbelievable. It's There's yeah. something about that. because when you get the first down and sit on it. Yeah, and then of course they give up the the onside kick. It was just like it's just incredible. Herm Edwards is another guy. He plays to lose the game, like Anthony he Lynn. He's like Anthony Lynn Jr. Does recruit well, and he is a solid coach, not a great game manager. You are right, but I'd rather have him than a lot of guys who manage games better but can't recruit as well. Final question, guys. We play in a bizarro world. We bet in a bizarro world where we're forced to bet a side on every single game, but we're allowed one free pass. Again, 14 games in the NFL, including tonight's. you got to bet 13 of them. What's the game you want no part of? Now, there is no line currently for Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, for Washington-Detroit, and I'm not sure if Baltimore's back on the board either. Baltimore had a COVID positive tonight. Too. Um, but if you could pass on one game on the side, Bob, what's the game you want no part of? Buffalo-Arizona. I just um, I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. My model favors 
Arizona by 1.9. Oh, spreads two. Both teams are in like negative situations, letdown situations. Um, yeah, I don't want any part of that game. I think it's a complete toss-up. You know that Bob and I hold the uh, consecutive day's record of eating Thai food in San Francisco? Oh, I wish that was the case still. Yeah, we have that record. Todd, what do you want no part of? I don't want any part of Seattle L.A. Rams. I cannot understand who the L.A. Rams are except for the fact they have a quarterback who's vastly overpaid. Who knows what's going to show up this week? Seattle has no defense granted. But I just I don't know what you get with the Rams. Every week it's something different. So I'm, I'm off that game. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that pick. I agree with Todd. Yeah. The Rams are a team you only can end game. You, you have to watch them play the first quarter and decide what, what Goff's mood is going to be and how his body language is and if he's looking down the field or if he's got his eyes glued to the ground. So I, I want no part of it. When is Carroll ever going to get his feet held to the fire for how bad this defense is? He's a defensive coach. I talked to Lombardi about that yesterday because uh, he's a Carroll guy. Oh, he, he thinks Carroll's one of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, he gets credit for Legion of Boom. Why doesn't he not get credit for this? And I don't remember the answer. <laughs> I, don't rem I don't remember the answer. I was off to the next one. He said, he said uh, Carroll needs to get more involved in the defense because he can point to his trophy and the players will buy in, where Nagy can't. The question was about Nagy Carroll. And, oh. Right? Was he also, though, when he, got, when he had guys like Chancellor and all those guys in the Legion of Boom, was he so close to his college years that he knew those guys were, were gems? And so it was like a Jimmy Johnson thing where he knew the better players, and then it's just sort of this one stretch it's of time. It's a very interesting point. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, By the way, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer, according to you guys? Oh, uh, this question. What about Warren Moon? <laughs> I, would say, I would say Warren Moon, yes. Philip Rivers, no. Dr. Bob, I love this Dr. Bob. Go, Dr. Bob. Philip Rivers. Can't just take, Look at that background. Can't, can't, put, <laughs> can't put good, not great quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame because they played for 17 or 18 years. Yeah, this isn't Craig Biggio in so, baseball. Eli right? Manning should not get in either for winning two games. Other than that, he was mediocre his entire career. He's like the definition of mediocre, Eli Manning. Oh, God. People are like, oh, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. I'm like, what Hall of Famer are we talking about? Yeah. The Hall of Fame for people that throw interceptions? I mean, what are we talking about? Well, he's won one more Super Bowl than Tread Dilfer, one more Super Bowl than Mark Rippon, and no one's talking about them in a the Hall of Fame. So, like, why That's would Eli just be on that? so ridiculous. He wasn't, he wasn't even a very good quarterback. That's right. Let's, he's right he, down the yes, middle. Yes, he is. Wins and losses. Uh, by the way, my pick, if anyone cares, was Seattle and the Rams. But I, I could. We always agree on that. By yeah, the way, we, we always have the same game. We, we always bet. do. We, are we won't bet on. Um, I think Philip Rivers is not it, like. I don't think you can apply the same rules to to football that you can in baseball, right? So Craig Biggio gets in the Hall of Fame because he's just played long enough where he accumulates counting stats, and then people are like, "Oh, well, he had that many hits, so you're in." I don't think you can do that in football. So I would say no. But there's a, there's a lot of people who think yes. Baseball is a numbers game in terms it's, of the Hall of Fame. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. How is Dan Hampton in the Hall of Fame? So many guys. How's Dan well, Deardorff? He wore his pants higher than any other player in the National Football League history. All right. Dr. Bob, do you uh, analyze baseball as well? No. Thank I do you. not. That was effort. I've left that to other people over the years. I, I have a... Um, I, I might dig into it again, but if I do, I'd, I'd probably consult some people who handicap yeah. before I start programming it. So, no, but I, I don't see any reason to. I did, I, like my I did baseball for Bob. Some years were wildly awesome, and some, some years were wildly terrible. But at, at, by the end of the run, we had this thing where it's like, well, no, you, you just have to 
you have to give the picks the, the day before. Well, the market had evolved. You can't, you couldn't do that anymore. There was no way. And you're still getting judged for your record from the night before. It's like, come on, can't do that. Today it's impossible. You don't even know what the openers and that you have no idea what's can't going do on. It. Yeah, no. That was Bob, a, do you bet in-game? No, I, um, well, on Saturdays is my only day off. So I don't do that. And on Sundays, I'm working on the next week's college football. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on in the games, except near the end of the games, I tune into the to the Red Zone channel. That's that's about it. But I, I'm, I've got too much work on Sundays, working on college football for the next week. So Are you doing college know. basketball this year, Bob? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I am. I'm spending going to spend less time on it because I put everything – there's a new model that we have. Uh, that I work with, I have a database math guy who's a is a young genius, and I've been working with him. We um, worked on the NFL model that we're currently using together, and um, he does all the nitty gritty uh, behind the scenes player, you know, player work on that, which is very helpful. And I work on college football mostly, um, and we worked on a uh, college basketball model, which mostly was was his doing. I, I in, injected the kind of things that I thought we should look at, and and uh, we. We have a model that we think is really, really good with really great priors, which is the key to a, a good, a good college basketball model. Uh, we, 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 we used uh, 2004 to 2015 data and built the model as if we were entering the 2016 season. Then we ran it on the next four years and it tested out over 56% on 1,500 games, which was much, much better than we expected. We were expecting you know, 54, 54 and a half percent. And this was without adjusting for players or anything. It was just, here's what the model should be. And we ran it for the next four years. And it was on closing line. It was, yeah. And we're really, and we're going to release games in the morning, which I've done the last few years with success is releasing college basketball games at six 30 in the morning, Pacific time uh, before, before the limits go up too much where the syndicates hit them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it tested way better than we thought, so I'm excited about it. So I will be working on it, but not doing all-nighters three or four times a week because yeah. now a lot of that stuff's automated. So I'm really excited about it. That's become a big deal in college basketball. Alan Boston would rant on my show about that all the time. He's like, he's like you can't – syndicates are coming in and just uh, grabbing it all. It's a big source of uh, – big thorn in his side, he likes to say. There's two sides to every story, but that was his opinion on that. So I know that that's a big deal. Um, Bob, in the college basketball, do you ever see? Can I ask one other quick question? Gil, sure. Or is no, that go wrong? ahead. Go ahead. In the in the college basketball, do you ever see situations like with Gonzaga last year where they just couldn't make the line high enough because, in a sense, they're breaking the the numerical um, expectations because of the fact that they play so different. Like they could make Loyola Marymount even run. You know what I mean? Do you see that kind of thing where it like breaks the model with certain teams? Um, I did pretty well. Well, here's the thing with Gonzaga. Yeah, I get what you're saying because you're going to, uh, most models will regress their performance down uh, a little bit, but I also know. Yeah. So for just for the model's sake, I don't think I would have been on Gonzaga that often, but I also did not go against them because I know as a favorite of 25 or more, whatever the number is for them, they cover the spread 70% of the time generally. So as big favorites, they usually crush. So I so even so if my math was against them or if my model was against Gonzaga on, as a big fair I just pass on it. Right, I was um, talking about the totals actually because the totals last oh, the year totals, you know, it I, was I, I don't really get into totals too much. We're going to you know this, this model was built 
you know, sides and totals. It, it, it projects efficiencies, offenses and defenses going forward. But we didn't back test it on totals because I didn't have data going back that far. So we're going to do it. On, you know, so I didn't really do totals last year either for that, you know, for the same kind of reason. Yeah, because Gonzaga last year, it was ridiculous. It was like uh, Seattle this year in football or Tampa Bay last year in, in football. Right. It was just it, it didn't matter what they made the number because Gonzaga was going to break the expectation. Right. So they're, if they're totaling 180 points a game, the odds makers are like, all right, 165 or 170, 175, 180. And it's just oh, they're still going to be 190 or 180 or whatever it is. It's incredible. Like it was incredible. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that, that's super interesting stuff. But sorry, Gil, throw no, it no, back no. to you. No, no, always very interesting. Um, always interesting. I could have talked to Bob for hours about it, could talk for more. Uh, but we got to run. NFL week number 10. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Good to see your face, man. Good to see you guys, and good luck this weekend. Yes, sir. Good luck to everybody. A week 10 picks in the NFL. Fade or follow. We got a lot of oppos today. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.